2: blackfoot connect to more it's
1: four o'clock welcome to to tell Nuones, montana's only statewide sports talk show broadcast on 102.9 espn radio for western montana and across the state on swx television i like football no sports talk from montana for montana
0: Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter
1: Nuanes. Hello, Montana. Oh. The Lakers are champions once again after wins by Helena and Sentinel a huge Western A showdown is on the horizon and the Seahawks have that magic again. It is 2TEL Nuwana's on. 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Monday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. Thanks for spending some of it with us on your radios, on your televisions. We appreciate being allowed to roll along with you as you go about your day, go about your business. We appreciate being there. If you would like to listen on the World Wide Web, you can do that as well, 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you jump in the stream anytime you'd like to, and, of course, if it's in the afternoon, Four to six, you got this show on there, uh, live each and every time. This is there? Thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you'd like to pick up your phone and call, feel free to do that as well. Three six one three six eight eight. Area code four zero six three six one three six eight eight. You can text that phone line as well. We can communicate in the unspoken realms, if you will, if you care to do that too. Uh, the uh, Phones brought to us by Rankich Brothers RV. Appreciate them for that. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. First of all, we're going to open up with the Los Angeles Lakers winning another NBA Finals. LeBron getting his fourth In 10 appearances, Anthony Davis getting his first in his first appearance. What did you think about the game in the series? What do you think about LeBron, AD, maybe Jimmy Butler, maybe other things? So we'll get to that. Also, we're going to cover the weekend that was in prep high school sports, especially football. A uh, game between unbeatens over this past weekend sets up another game between to more unbeatens next weekend at the AA level, so we'll get into that. Coulter will bring in his Treasure State stars as well. Also, Saturday, the Montana State Bobcats had the first and only scrimmage of the fall for any Big Sky team. Maybe another Big Sky team somewhere will have a, a scrimmage at some point uh, over the course of uh, the 2020 calendar year, but as far as I'm aware, there is none on the schedule. They had their first one. We'll hear from head coach uh, 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 Jeff Choate about that scrimmage, some things coming out of that, along with Jahar Martin and Ty O'Connor, uh, who are a couple of the player representatives in the post game, talking about uh, the this, this scrimmage such as it was and what they took away from it. And then, of course, we'll get into some NFL stuff. The Seattle Seahawks on fourth down find a way to ruin Coulter's night once again. I mean, just, just the most predictable thing and yet still the most thrilling thing that you could ever imagine. So there you go. That is the show. Good to be with you, Coulter. It was a big weekend, man. I wanted to just say... I'm exhausted. I, I, I kind of am, too. Like I'm a little <laughs> bit tired. I just want to say this, though. That the, the moving of all the sports to happen now, right, mm-hmm. is not good. It's not what, we, not what anybody wants within the context, obviously, of why it happened and also not having fans and that kind of thing. That said... Generally when the last game of the NBA finals is completed and the champion is crowned you have this you know it's it's thrilling it's exciting it's amazing you think about you know what is you know what is the implications of this what does it mean and so forth and then it is always followed for me by like a, a significant melancholy yes. like okay we have some baseball regular season i guess i can look at it but we got this whole off season there's nothing happening we're not even into football camp yet or anything like that it's just there's just nothing the second this was over, and I listened to LeBron James give his, you know, uh, speech at the end, and Anthony Davis get on the mic and say what he said before he actually dropped the mic, I don't think it was intentional. Definitely broke that microphone, though. I mean, that's that bill is going he to the room. It. That bill's going to the room. I think Rob Polink will pay for anything at this point. Yeah, I would think so. But, uh, soon as it was done, bang, I'm over there to the Seahawks-Vikings Sunday nighter in a complete thriller, and then I watched after the fact game one of the ALCS, you know, between the Rays and and the Houston Astros, so I was just wrought with joy on my entire Sunday. It was, it was glorious. So anyway, you know, the, we, we look for the good around here. That was good. That was good for me to finish up a season with the NBA and be able to just off-ramp right into MLB postseason and NFL football. So uh, it was all good. Let's talk about this game last night, Coulter. This game was over mid-second quarter, something like that. Yeah, the Lakers came out in a lineup they hadn't played
0: this Went entire small, this postseason. That's right. It really flustered the Heat, and you could just tell that LeBron James specifically, but Rajon Rondo, Anthony Davis, Danny Green, they were not going to play another game, mm-hmm. and they slammed the door fully shut. I yes, mean, this did. game was over, over, over at halftime. There was no scenario. The Lakers could have could have not shown up for the third quarter and not come back on the court till the fourth quarter. And they still would not have. I mean, it was an unbelievable. They were trouncing them. They were doubling them up, and uh, I think that the fact that it was devoid of drama in a closeout game it actually robs from the potential heroics that could be associated yes, with the memory. I, I agree with that, yeah. But I thought that LeBron James's postgame speech was as good as it possibly could be, and. I think in the NBA, when you analyze the NBA, it's so much more easy to predict what's going to happen. Who is the favorite? Who's going to lead the way? The, the team coming out of nowhere to win the championship is is the rarest in the NBA compared to any other sport that we cover or follow. Mm-hmm. Because the best players are so much better than everybody else. They can have such a huge influence on the game. Well, I think
1: that's it. I don't know if, it, if they are better than everybody else. That's why they're the best. But they have the biggest sway in their sport than any no, other
0: no, no question. They, they, they can and almost always do decide victory or defeat. But I was thinking about this when LeBron James was standing up in front of everybody getting ready to talk. And... Here we are 17 years into his career. And everything he's he has been the ultimate victim of his own unbelievable expectations. The expectations we bestowed upon him when he was a teenager, when he was in a, a sophomore in high school on the cover of Sports Illustrated. People would have said if what LeBron if LeBron James' resume today, if that was what you wrote they'd say, "Hmm, that's baseline. Probably going to be better." Then four championships, four MVPs, four finals MVPs. There's never been an athlete where you were thinking to yourself, I mean, Jimmy Butler's getting all the praise in the world for dragging the Heat to the finals. That's what the athletics headline was. Jimmy Butler improves legacy by dragging Miami Heat to the finals. Yeah. LeBron James dragged drug seven teams to the
1: finals. Well, I don't know about that. Well, but he-, he
0: okay, so this was his tenth finals. Uh, at least 3 maybe three. 4 of those yeah. Cavs teams yeah. were were not outstanding yeah. but all I'm saying is it's just amazing that because we anointed LeBron at such a young age we've decided to rather than fully embrace him wh- why can't everyone just get on board with LeBron James is the best thing going why not <laughs> why why can't we just get on but I thought well, I thought Michael Thompson from the Athletic wrote such a good column following this up and it, it, the headline is is LeBron polarizing or are we just polarized And it's all about the state of our society, how we can't deal with anything unless we're on one side or the other. We're arguing for or against something for or against LeBron. Why can't we just all just be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. But regardless, I thought what LeBron said at the end, when he said we want, we wanted to bring the Lakers back to respectability. We wanted to respect the memory of Kobe Bryant. We wanted to respect the memory of Dr. Buss. We wanted to respect our current owners and leadership. We wanted to respect Magic Johnson, respect the players that came before us, and I want my damn respect, too. It was perfect. Yeah. Because LeBron has been playing for this moment, and now here it is, and he he earned it, And I don't think they're done yet. But I thought it was an amazing championship because it's so weird to compartmentalize because when the calendar turned to January, we were thinking, well, LeBron James has got the Lakers in the driver's seat. LeBron's going to win the title. And then to navigate everything that's happened in the last 10 and a half months and still come out on the other side. I know they were expected to win. They were the favorites to win. But to actually do it was an unbelievable thing to watch. And I thought it was a spectacular moment to watch the Lakers dominate last night. I
1: I did too. I thought it was was a big moment. I thought it was... um other than winning with the Cavs, which I think will end up being sort of the, if you wanted to put the greatest moment of LeBron James career, I don't know how you top that given what he meant to the city, the return to Cleveland and, and winning a championship in that town for the first time in, in decades and decades of any sport in Cleveland, Ohio and, and
0: rallying <laughs> from a three-one. Oh, 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 everything, everything and like the heroics, no, the, I, way I, the, the, the drama winning that game at Golden State when Kyrie Irving hit that shot.
1: It doesn't, it doesn't get better. I don't think, I don't think you can be done better than that, but, to add a fourth championship with a third franchise, have an even ten that you've been in. You know, it's you start to get in people. You know, would talk for many. You know, years. He's like, okay, he's been in a lot of finals, but he's lost a lot of finals. You know, he got there, but he didn't. You know, didn't get it done. Okay, at some point when you go, LeBron James. You know, after the fact, played in ten NBA finals. I, I think that will even be more significant than he won four. And, and like you said, they may not be, they well may not be done yet. But even if, even if that was, even if, if we were just talking from now, I, I think that I'm, I'm maybe even a little more impressed by a 10 appearances than I am with the four championships. And I think the four championships, I mean, is obviously all time, all time uh, uh, remarkable, completely amazing. I said earlier, that the, the, the whole, Judging LeBron by losing in the finals, it's only overlaid with Michael. It's only overlaid
0: with Michael Jordan. That's right. Jerry West is the freaking logo. Yep. He went 1-9 and in NBA Finals. Jerry West had to get the Lakers to go trade for Wilt Chamberlain to get himself a ring because he lost to the Celtics every year. Every
1: every time, yeah.
0: But no one thinks of that. No one
1: talks about any of the guys Well, And that's kind of why I think that no one will think of that then. Like, in the moment, if Jerry West was doing this now, where if we were then, we'd all be going, when's Jerry going to break through? When's he going to figure it out? And then it's after the fact that you go, well, yeah, that's why I have a pair of socks that look like this. It, it,
0: it It is so true, though. I mean, I know you're, we're sort of making a joke but it is actually so true because the national network commentators have to fill 24 hours a day there's national media personalities that have decided to hate on LeBron James that's for right. a living that's right I don't even know if they believe it but it's become a big I mean it is it is a Way to make a career. Skip Bayless has his own show for hating on LeBron.
1: That's crazy. It's Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We have our own show, but it's only two hours. And since it's not 24, we can only say the truth and extract everything else. <laughs> um, I just wanted to quickly mention Anthony Davis because two, uh, going into this weekend, see, we thought Friday might be the, the, the last game. And I said, so we haven't, we, we didn't get to talk yet about game five, which will kind of go unremembered. But I said on Friday, I I don't know that I care what happens if if the Lakers win, which I expect them to win the series. LeBron James' legacy is the one that's going to be actually significantly improved, and this won't move the needle for me much at all about Anthony Davis. Now that it has happened, um, I am coming off that statement a little bit. Here's why. Anthony Davis, I thought, I thought that he ruptured his Achilles tendon. Yep. When I saw what happened and the way he went down and his, his foot kind of, kind of this non-contact thing and he's immediately down, he was clearly, I still don't know what in the world happened. I still don't know what happened, but I thought, oh my goodness. uh, He, I mean, he, he's out. He's done. And I looked on the floor and I said, LeBron James is the greatest player of his generation by far. And there's no way he's going to win this series, even up three, one, if it's him and everybody else in no AD, I was, I, I just thought that the heat, they'll, they'll do it. Now, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm wrong. But when that moment occurred and I thought that's, that, that's what we were going to be faced with was an AD free remainder of the series. It sort of made me recalibrate. Now, I don't think I ever said at some point that Anthony Davis wasn't critical and important to the Lakers. There's no question that he is because you have to have a guy of that talent. He just doesn't deliver sometimes in the way that I would like him to from a mentality standpoint. I don't know that it's necessarily effort or whatever, but it's sort of the the, the innate uh, uh, absolute alpha competitive level go that isn't there in moments When when he's of all people, the person that should have it because of how great he is talent wise, how transcendent he is as a player, as a body for, you know, what he could do athletically. That said, this is certainly impactful to Anthony Davis legacy. I mean, the fact that he has now won a championship, that is something that there's a lot of players that can't do. And even as the number two, and there's no question he's the number two on this team. Uh, that is significant and maybe the beginning of something. And sometimes you've got to be shown the way before you got there. And LeBron James kind of alluded to that too. He goes, you know, I went to Miami and Dwayne Wade helped me get mine. Yep. And now I'm happy to be here and help AD get his. And, you know, is that a baton pass or whatever? I don't know, but I think that it's a fair point to make that, hey, LeBron didn't win either until he was with somebody. Now, was LeBron better than Dwayne Wade? probably, but it was still Dwayne Wade, the veteran, the leader, and and really the director of that team, with LeBron as not a talent-wise 1A, but as a leadership on the team may be 1A. And so I think that that, you know, I think it, it, it certainly is big for Anthony Davis. I'm still not bought into Anthony Davis. I don't go, okay, LeBron, you can go, you can surround the Lakers with a bunch of great talent and Anthony Davis will get you to the promised land. I don't I don't, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't know that I believe that, but it is a big deal that he got his first ring.
0: I mean, there's only been, I don't even know, less than 20 players in NBA history, probably even less than 15, that could say they knew that they were the absolute number one player on their team, they knew that they were the ones that were going to lead their team to an NBA Finals, and then everybody else followed along the way to let them lead to a championship. It's it's such a small number. Shaquille O'Neal, even when he had, was at his... Height. He still was playing against guys where it wasn't a definitive thing. The Tim Duncan's of the world are so uh, rare. Even Magic Johnson, he gets remembered as the best player on those Lakers teams, but he wasn't. You're only winning championships with great teams. Exactly. Like, I know the superstars right, are right, the stars, right. but but what I'm saying is like a guy like Magic Johnson, even he gets remembered as the best player on those Lakers teams, and he was towards the end. But in the beginning, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. They all. I mean, all I'm saying is the Scottie Pippen role. That's what Anthony Davis decided to take this year, and it's why this was the most fluid, least dramatic, and most efficient path to a championship LeBron James has ever had. And that's what Anthony Davis deserves all the credit in the world for. If you can reconcile yourself with what the Scottie Pippen set the mold for, and that is to maintain yourself as one of the 15 best players in the league while still having the humility to know that you're the second best player on your team because you're playing with the greatest player on the planet— that's how you win championships.
1: And I think that's a great point, and I'm glad you brought up Scottie Pippen because what happened when Michael Jordan retired for two years? They were good. I think they even went to a conference finals. They did. But they didn't get it done because Scottie Pippen wasn't good enough with the team around him to do it, right. and that is exactly where the Lakers would be without LeBron James. Right. If we're going to gonna,
0: if we're gonna kill Kyrie Irving for, for basically causing the divorce in Cleveland and said, I want to be out because I want my own team because I think I'm just as good as LeBron, if not better. I'm the one that hit the shot. you my own team. Blah, 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 blah. If we're going to kill him for that, if you're going to kill Kevin Durant for going to Golden State to team up with an already exceptional team, already the team that won more regular season games than any team in history, if we're going to kill those two guys for that, then you can't kill Anthony Davis or fill in his role. Because the thing is, even if Anthony Davis is not as aggressive and as competitive as you want him to be, he, he is also the victim of his own ceiling. He's so unbelievably talented. We want more from him, no matter what he might be able to give. But think about what your second banana can do in a playoffs if they truly implode. Paul George was pathetic. The Los Angeles <laughs> Clippers did not even play in the conference finals yeah. because Quite Leonard's sitting over here like, "What's this guy got going yeah. on? Yeah, Wh- What are you doing, bro? We need your help. Yeah. At like the, the the unrest between Russell Westbrook and James Harden towards the end. The uninspired. I mean, you can you can hate on Anthony Davis all you want, and I do agree with some of your criticisms of him. But the fact of the matter is that this was the least dramatic win of a ch- winning of a championship that we've seen in the NBA since when? Since the I don't even know. Since the Heat did it with Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal in two thousand six. No, no. Because no. you talk about the Kobe Paul Gasol Lakers, then the entire run with the Golden State Warriors, the Miami Heat first, the Golden State Warriors second. But those teams were all about the narrative, the drama, the expectations, all these things. This Lakers one was just. Cruise control
1: all but, the way. But the also, th- that's why they won. I mean, the teams that you pointed out, they didn't win, right? I mean, you, you, when you talk about, I mean, I guess a couple of those Heat teams did, but people don't argue that as much about as they could. Paul, Paul, but I'm talking about like the this year, like a Paul George, Kawhi, right, 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 Kawhi right, Leonard, right. and and Russell and and uh, and the beard. But they, if, when you sit there and look at this team, if you're on a team with LeBron James, you know that. That he's the one. I don't necessarily think that the, I think the second best player
0: on LeBron James's previous two stops this decade didn't believe that. I don't think the Dwayne Wade
1: or Kyrie Irving believe that LeBron James was better than that. Dwayne Wade, no. And 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 he wasn't to that point. Like they the difference mm. is LeBron won four MVPs. Dwayne Wade and LeBron James not 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 I'm not saying that basketball-wise. Mm. I'm saying I don't know that LeBron it was, Dwayne Wade had more accomplishments. There, there was a deference. There was a deference to I'm coming to your team, to your sure. town, to your yep. place, and I'm going to do that. I don't know that Dwayne Wade honestly, in his heart of hearts, goes, Yeah, I'm a better player than LeBron James. I think he goes, I know how great LeBron James is, and he's coming to my team and I'm going to lead it. Yes. And they were both okay with that. And they're still, you know, they're, they're great friends. Kyrie Irving, no. Kyrie Irving, you're right. Kyrie Irving thought he was better than LeBron James, and that's why he's an insane person, and that ain't necessarily bad. I mean, he stepped up, he hit the show, he's a great player. Anthony Davis doesn't think he's better than LeBron James. No. Anthony Davis doesn't think, and maybe that's his problem. Maybe if he thought he was better than LeBron James, we would get 37 points from him on Game one, two, three, and 4, not just in Game 2, or whatever it was. So that's where I sit, where the other teams, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, who of those two is better? I take Russell Westbrook. I would too, but you know what? Neither of them's taken the other one. Yeah, right. And you know that for sure, right? And even even to a certain extent Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, like Kawhi Leonard is better than Paul George. I I I know. You don't you don't, it's not definitive the way it is when LeBron James is on your team because he has done it. It's 2 Is one of two ninety ESPN radio. You can never criticize guys
0: though for for doing what it takes to get a ring. I, I well, you can criticize guys for doing what it takes to get a ring if they pull a Kevin Durant. You can't criticize guys. I, for, I don't. I don't criticize. Kevin I, I I don't either. I'm just saying it, it's a more apt criticism than you know David Robinson a little bit later on in his career taking a backseat to a, a gifted young player in Tim Duncan.
1: Yeah, oh it's certainly different because yeah. because
0: David Robinson was still an all star at that moment in his career. Absolutely. And he got himself two rings at the end of his career, which then puts him a couple notches above his peers because all the rest of those guys, they just kept hitting the Michael Jordan brick wall. I mean mm-hmm. by and large, people remember David Robinson better than Patrick Ewing, probably, right?
1: You know, that's a good
2: question.
0: It actually is a good question because Patrick Ewing was so iconic <laughs> know, in New man. York, too. Yeah, Patrick Ewing is, is kind of that all-time yeah, no, old, old big. It is true. Because I, I, uh, all the guys I could even bring up to this argument with Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, um, Patrick Ewing against David Robinson, uh, they all, have, but, they all know, are remembered so the, well. When
1: you say who was the better player, that's different from who has the better legacy. Yeah. Right? And so, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. But congratulations to LeBron James I'm happy for LeBron man I think that this I, I don't think that this is something like finality or something like that but I think that there is a getting there winning it doing it as a Laker doing it in this season that has a cementing effect to his legacy his legacy was was in no doubt in terms of one of the all-time greats but there's a certain there's a certain hush. That I think has to come over critics, and doesn't have to. We know anybody; everybody can criticize everything now, and that's just what it is. But um, we can now roll our eyes at those people rather than taking those conversations seriously.
0: And and I was thinking about the analogy that Bill Oram, who works for the Athletic, former University of Montana graduate, actually uh, covering the Lakers, he said the foundation of LeBron's mansion of legacy, or legacy as a mansion, has been built for a little while now and the basement is now complete how big does LeBron James want to build the house Mm. and that's where we're at now is if the career no matter how the career finishes up it's going to be a very nice beautiful home but it could be the most extravagant most amazing home in the history of basketball if he continues to perform
1: one more question and this is an honest question I'm not here trying to nitpick I haven't heard any of this today in the last you know 18 hours since this championship so I, I, but at the end of the day when we went into the to the playoffs there were three teams that everybody thought were without question the three best teams in this league the three best teams to win the title and 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 then it was everybody else and the Miami Heat were unbelievable they and were. proved everything that 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 you would you know that, that you would want a team to be and all that but at the end of the day the Lakers didn't play the Clippers or the Bucks, right? And is no one remembers the path. They just remember that you did it and if you're lucky they might remember who you beat. Yeah, right? They, so, didn't,
0: play, they didn't play the defending champs either.
1: They didn't play they didn't, and they didn't play their the, and they didn't play their age-old rivals either. They didn't they didn't do any of it. They and it's nobody's fault. Certainly it's, not their fault. They certainly went and did their what their they fault. had to do and they did it and I mean how many games did they lose this entire postseason? Like 5? Yeah. I mean the the heat won the most games in two games against the Lakers, okay? So they were simply dominant, but they didn't have to go against the teams that everybody was like, hey, that's the matchup right there, you know? And, you know, I don't think it goes differently, clearly, because of what what, what we ended up seeing out of the Clippers and what we ended up seeing out of the Bucks. but you sit there and go, well, okay, you know, somehow beating the Denver Nuggets, and I love the Denver Nuggets, but it doesn't seem like as, you know as big a deal as having gone LA versus LA going you talked about the defending champions they didn't have to be defending champions nor did they have to beat the defending champion MVP in Kawhi Leonard no for sure so you know just a f- just food for thought yeah I, I I I totally agree with what you're getting at
0: here um avoiding the drama is the key portion of it though man the Clippers couldn't do it they couldn't I'm talking about coming this next year people say that, okay the Clippers are going to make some moves they're going to reload it does not matter who's on the Los Angeles Clippers roster next year. They will have to deal with the most unbelievable pressure from within their front office than maybe we've ever seen because it is now or never. They sacrifice their entire future as a franchise to win a title in this year or next year. And if they don't win it next year, I guarantee you both those guys are opting out and you have nowhere to go. Yeah. Because you already don't have a coach. You don't have, I mean, you traded what seems like close to two dozen draft picks to assemble this roster. and They don't even make it to the conference finals. But I think this is going to be so fascinating though, because I do think that now with LeBron James and Michael Jordan, the only two players in NBA history with four finals, MVPs four regular season, MVPs, and four titles. Only two guys ever. So LeBron is still 2 titles away from Michael Jordan. He's still 2 finals MVP's away from Michael Jordan, but he is clear of every other player mm-hmm. and he's the only player of any sort of real true substance to win as the best player on the team three titles with three different three. franchises. Yeah, yeah. And I think though that Golden State Warriors coming in next season will absolutely have a hand in what's going to happen. I think that the development of the Denver Nuggets will be fascinating to watch. It's now or never for the Clippers. The Sixers are going to make a move. You know they are. The Celtics are going to be right there, as are the Bucs and the Raptors, just depending on what Giannis Antetokounmpo does with Milwaukee. But the Lakers are the inside track as the favorite for the championship next year. I think we could have some even more, for as much as this championship meant from a social perspective, from an escapism for America perspective, enjoying these guys, watching them play the example that they set without having any positive tests in the bubble there's some real things out there that could even fortify lebron james legacy to a greater degree mm-hmm. next year winning a championship in la celebrating in la right what if they play the celtics in the finals next year how epic would that be what if they have to if lebron james has to defeat his old rival rival in the golden state warriors in the western conference finals mm-hmm. to get to the championship there's some really 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 rich storylines but that's why this was so important in terms of the arc and narrative of the league now LeBron James has this. Now he can build towards what is inarguably true greatness, and I think that's the thing I'm most excited to watch.
1: It's 2Tel 102.9 ESPN Radio. Take a break. We go from professional NBA to high school football. There were three undefeated teams in the Class AA western side of the state. There are now only two. We'll tell you who they are and what this sets up for this week. The high school level, very exciting time. Get to all of it right after this. It was amazing to me that the Lakers started a you like that chant behind Anthony Davis at the exact moment Kirk Cousins was throwing an interception to the Seattle Seahawks. What a remarkable happenstance that was. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. This makes me so happy. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit more later. It's time for our prep extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. Go online. Check them out at FarmersEBank.com. Uh, Coulter, it was a significant weekend in the uh, high school football, especially at the AA level. The game of the weekend in the western side of the state was actually the Helena Bengals taking on the Glacier Wolfpack, two teams that were 4-0 on um, obviously, coming into that football game. And Helena... Uh, it wasn't a complete blowout, but they certainly had their way. 34-14, uh, they they, uh, they sent the Glacier back to uh, the Kalispell area with their first loss of the year, and it sets up what's going to be, I think, the game of the year in the regular season this forthcoming Friday uh, as the uh, Sentinel Spartans, who uh, did have their way with the Hellgate Knights 64-0 on Friday night at Washington Grizzly Stadium. They are now 5-0, and and they will play... The, the Helena Bengals. Sentinel has basically been the number one team in the state from 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 the get this season, but Helena has uh, obviously done nothing to say. Otherwise, you know, that they should have that top spot, and then we'll find out on the field come Friday.
0: Yeah, we'll get a little bit more about Helena High quarterback, Caden Hout. He is outstanding. Tease for next segment. He is one of our Treasure State stars, so we'll get a little bit more about him, but uh, he is the... Next hot prospect in the state of Montana in terms of quarterbacks, I think that's true. Uh, I think he's impressive. Well, let's talk about this Hellgate Sentinel game real quick. Fifty to nothing at halftime. Three hundred sixty-seven yards of offense for Sentinel in the first half. I think Hellgate had like eleven. True utter domination, both sides of the ball, and sixty-four nothing. I, I got a couple tweet feelers out there to a couple historians on high school football, but I think it's safe to say that's the largest margin of victory in a crosstown game. Mm. 64 points and 64 nothing. That's that's an unbelievable uh, mark by Sentinel and they stamped their uh, what like you said in the sports center one of their uh, first accomplishments of the season in terms of actually securing something and that is uh, the city championship. Now they have a chance to secure that Western AA title uh, next week against Helena High, but um, I got a question for you. Okay? There was a lot of scuttle on Twitter about the fact that uh, Sentinel's up 50 to nothing at halftime Mm -hmm. and then kept their, by and large, their starters or their headline players in in the third quarter and scored two more touchdowns before pulling their starters. A lot Mm -hmm. of people were saying, why are you running it up? I would combat that by saying two different things. First of all, it's the old Bear Bryant, right? If you don't want us to score, stop us. Mm -hmm. Have some pride. Get, get a stop. Do something. It wasn't as if Sentinel was chucking deep bombs. They were just operating and trying to run the clock out, and it was a running clock already. But the other thing I'd say is that right now Sentinel is blasting teams so bad that they're, they are taking their starters out a quarter, quarter and a half shy of the end of the game. Well, this isn't college. Like, we've heard the stories on Grizz Grades the silver anniversary of the of the 1995 national champs. Yeah, Guys talking about what do you think our statistics would have been like if we weren't blowing teams out by five touchdowns? We were A lot of us were sitting on the sidelines. Well, you're, you're staying fresh for a playoff run and a potential push towards a national title. This is high school football. Most of these kids are never playing football again after this. You want to get them some reps. But also, I think that Dane Oliver said this on our show, on the Garden, Garden City Spotlight each of the last three weeks. He has said specifically, hey, we have a bunch of guys that are going to go play in college. We have a bunch of other guys who I think could play in college. You got to get guys reps. You got to get some
1: sort of film. So I mean, what is your thought on that? Well, the Bear Bryant bit doesn't move me very much at all at the high school level. The fact of the matter is is that there are some teams that are really good quality programs that have it absolutely rolling and some others that aren't. And so, like if you want to stop a it's a much more even playing field in division one college football or in the NFL. When you talk about the resources that people have, the ability that they have, the skills they have, the coat, everything like it's just so that if you're getting blown out in that situation, it's like, yeah, Hey, you know what, New York, you know what you should probably have jets fans, a hundred to zero loss. And just see how that feels like just go on and and I wouldn't blink an eye at it high school I don't I don't feel that way because I think there is uh some consideration and some respect to be had both directions when you know what the situation is on the field the film thing is part of it and I get that and I agree with you but more than that you or you got to play to get better you know and I think leaving your starters in like You go out, you put it, pedal the metal, you know, for the first half, you score 50 points, that's great. But you got a game against Helena High coming up, which we will talk about. It's coming up on Friday. You know that they're the best team or the next best team, certainly in the West, maybe in the state. And you got it you know i think you have a responsibility to your team to your program to take the long view on this and that means if you got things that you want to make sure that you're getting right to get guys sharpened up to get extra reps just for the improvement of you know your players even if it's in a situation where the game is not in doubt and maybe it looks bad i think you do that now i don't know what the what the scenario was by the way I mean, for what it's worth, scoring 14 more points in the entire second half in exactly running it up, it seems to me.
0: Exactly. So, you know. Well, the other thing uh, is with, with Sentinel is. It's what it is. Where, where do you go? I mean, okay, you take out your starting receivers, right? You take out T.J. Roush, who's going to the Grizz. Jace yeah. Blueswich is going to the Grizz. Yeah. Well, the rumor is that the two kids that are behind them that are, one's a sophomore, one's a junior, those kids are D1 guys too. You take out Camden Sermon, your starting quarterback. Well, guess what? Dayton Bay throws the ball better. Mm-hmm. He's a better quarterback. He's first team all conference
1: quarterback a year ago. Like, what do you do if you're settled? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it, it it is what it is. So I, you know, it's a it's a it's a big point spread. It's not fun to be on the other end of it. I get that. And you know, but here's it's one week. It is what it is. Last week, you know, if this was week in and week out for Hellgate, like it used to be, exactly. It, it, it's demoralizing. And they that, put up 38 points on one of the great offensive showings in the history of the state last that's week. That's
0: exactly it. 64 nothing. and Hellgate's better than that. They are better and than that. that, and that but that, that's indicative, that. though, of, of just don't roll over. I mean, I was watching. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not here to pile on high school kids. I know Hellgate's working hard and, and trying and competing, but like our Cameron Sermon's second touchdown run. I mean, it was just kind of a meandering run where he tiptoed up the sideline and he broke like four tackles along the sidelines. All someone has to do is just push him out of bounds. Just have some pride. Mm-hmm. Don't just let him score a 40-plus-yard you know, touchdown. Regardless, I think Hellgate is just fine. That was an impressive performance by Sentinel. Also, I, I, I got another question. One more question for you. Okay. I think one thing that I've really taken away from this Grizz Greats podcast series is they always all the guys have talked about the conditions and the difference of the conditions at Washington Grizzly Stadium compared to everywhere else. That was back when Washington Grizz was still grass, and they all have talked about how they grew the grass longer to make yeah. us not seem so slow, make the other team seem slow. We knew the grass was going to be super long when an option team was coming to town, things like that. On the flip side, though, everybody's playing on turf. Well, now the Washington Grizzlies Stadium's turf is new, and it's fast. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that caters to Sentinel more than any other team? You get out on the turf, you could just light people up?
1: Probably. I mean, they're. I mean, they can. with the group they they got, they can play whatever game you want to play. Well, that's the thing. But, is like, but they're but they're quick, man. They're they're, sure. they're probably the fastest team in the state, right? Maybe Billings Senior. Billings a little West bit, is
0: fast too. But uh, yeah, no. Well, that's a, then. That's the other point worth making here is that I'd never seen a team from Montana that had seven Division One guys. Mm-hmm. So if they're beating Team 64 nothing it's because they got more D1 prospects than any team in the history of the state.
1: I mean, 52-7, to wasn't it, that they beat Butte? Is that so so much better? (laughs) Right. I mean, I I don't...
0: Right, right. So they only scored 14 points in the first half against Big Sky and still just blitzed them, still hung 50 on them? I mean... Which, which side which side of halftime do you want? It? Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Speaking of Big Sky, uh, they played Helena Capital. Uh, good game, but uh, Capital did come away with a win over there at Missoula County Stadium. Actually took a little look at this uh, game for a couple of minutes through the fence over there uh, early on in that game. I'm telling you, man, feeling those Eagles uniforms. I just love them? Oh, dude, they're the, like... The like audacious yellow with this. with this I don't know. I don't know why it works, but it works for me. Anyway, uh, Capital comes away with the win 28-12, uh, the final of this one. So Big Sky falls to one and four. Capital moves up to uh, two and three on the year. Class A, Hamilton playing a good Whitefish team. They are still undefeated, though. 54-23, their final there over Whitefish in Frenchtown. Still trying to prove that they belong, especially in a truncated postseason in terms of the number of teams that are going to be there. 34-14, they beat Ronan in that football game. So, uh, Frenchtown continues to to uh, try and stay unscathed in the northern portion of their schedule.
0: On the other side of the state, Miles City won their 16th straight game. They beat Sydney 41-28. So,
1: defending state champs, they remain undefeated this season as well. It's one or two ninety ESPN Radio. It's our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Go online, FarmersEBank.com. You can do all your banking right there. Very, very simple. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. Quick break. On the other side, we'll stick with the high school theme. But this time, walk in on some individuals who had the greatest weekend, who had the best performances of the weekend. Colton brings you his Treasure State Stars right after this. (laughs)
2: Blackfoot. Connect to more.
1: We told you what teams won. Now we're going to tell you which players played. Well, maybe best. Well, they said outstanding statistical performances. It is Tutel and two 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, at Gus Tutel, at 102.9 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT. Those are your relevant Twitter handles. Uh, Coulter, it is time for our Treasure State Stars. We do this each and every Monday coming out of the uh, high school football weekend to highlight some of the individual performances that stood out. So go ahead, star number one.
0: Star number one, a familiar last name, um, and he's making his name for himself here, Tyson Rostad, younger brother of Carson Rostad, but he is a offer by the Montana Grizzlies already, and he took over for his brother as the starting quarterback back there at Hamilton, and he's just been the model of efficiency. <laughs> he runs with the family, man. These kids just throw yards and touchdowns, and hardly ever throw any picks, but Tyson Rostad, 18 of 22, 365 yards, four touchdowns, including three in the first quarter, and Hamilton, they roll 54-23 against Whitefish. Whitefish had won four in a row entering that game, but that puts Whitefish squarely on the outside looking in at four and three in the Class A playoffs. And Hamilton now 7-0. and oh. They're absolutely in the driver's seat for yep. the top seat out of the West once again. Treasure Star number two, Jace Fitzgerald. He is a Montana State commit. This is his second Treasure State Star Honor of the Year. So, congratulations to him. He ran for three touchdowns and threw an 80 yard scoring toss to Daxon Graham. Dylan number four, Dylan. They cruised past Libby 34 14. Libby's been in and out of the top five. I think Libby's probably the most underrated team in the West, the team we haven't talked about as much as we've talked about Hamilton and Dylan and Frenchtown. But Levy's really good. They run the rock. They run the rock more than any of the other teams in the north. Uh, but uh, but uh, Dylan had no problem with that. And Dylan, they are now probably at least inside track at a playoff spot uh, with just their one loss so far this year. Traitor's State star number three, Caden Hout of Helena High. He threw for 291 yards, four touchdowns, including two to Chase McGurran to lead uh Number two, Helena, we, uh, there are two different polls here. We have number three listed here, but in our poll, the Treasury State Media poll, they're number two, and they're as advertised. Great job by uh, the reporter at the Helena Independent Record. I'm, I don't know who's there right now because they've had a kind of a rotating door. I know that their most recent guy, he just um, moved on to a different opportunity. But I think Chris Peterson is a guy is up there for Helena Independent Record, but he was making Twitter videos of the game. So I got a true film evaluation mm. of Caden, Caden Hout. He's he's a division one. Mm-hmm. He's a D one guy. He's gonna get scholarship offers here pretty soon. I think he'll be one of the hot guys for the, the this next class. He is big. He's athletic. He can throw on the run. He throws a pretty ball. A's a gamer, man. He's got hell on a high rolling. And I actually think the McGurran kid who caught the two touchdowns, I think he's a big sky receiver all the way. They have some talent. Uh, Coach Evans, he took over for Tony Ernst a couple years ago, and his two kids are both really good. They both are partial scholarship guys already offered by both sides. So Helena has kind of been sneaky under the radar because coming into the year, we knew about Sentinel, we knew about Bozeman, we knew about West, we knew about Senior. But here's Helena High sitting here undefeated going into this yep. matchup against Sentinel. So and came out is a huge, huge reason for that. Number four, Treasure State star, Cormac Ben of Big Fork. This is ridiculous. He rushed 38 times for 381 yards and five touchdowns to lead Big Fork to a 54-40 win over Pulson. If he just did a double take, yeah, that's right. Big Fork's class B, Poulsen's class A. I can't remember which side, if it was Big Fork or Pulson, but one of the two had their game canceled. Mm. And so they decided to just play we're, we're neighbors let's do it but Polson has been throwing the ball all over the yes, place they have Jarrett Wilson was 41 for 56 438 yards and six touchdowns and they still lost by two scores because are you ready for this big fork rushed for 664 <laughs> yards and did not pass for a yard <laughs> you're supposed to be balanced coach <laughs> I mean my god 664 yards rushing I believe that that's the all-class single-game record. I remember when Livingston, I was at, actually at the game when Livingston beat Haver. This is probably circa 2012, and I think they set the, all, the uh, all-class rushing record in that game. I'm pretty sure that's pretty close. I'll, I'll stat check that. But cornerback, Ben, 38 carries, 381 yards, five touchdowns. Unbelievable. And then your top small school performance is from the Class B game of the week. Rex Williamson of Malta. Uh, two unbeaten teams Malta playing Glasgow Malta's number 5 Glasgow's number 3 and Rex Williamson adds four touchdown runs to lead Malta to the 36-14 victory and uh, that's huge because on that side of the state there's only a couple teams that are unscathed Malta remains unscathed uh, So we'll see how that plays out during playoff time to Rex Williamson our fourth or our fifth excuse me
1: Treasure State star thank you Coulter excellent stuff 664 on the ground. Uh, that seems like a lot. It's 2 tell New one. 102.9 ESPN Radio. Hour one. In the books. Early again, man. We're good at this now. Hour number two. Straight ahead, Montana State. They had their full scrimmage. We'll hear from head coach Jeff Choate. A couple of players as well. Also get into the NFL right after this.